Welcome to People Bring Profit into the Storm of Hospitality, where our goals are to walk you into the storm of this business to give you the confidence to win. My name is Chris Alexa, CEO and founder of Aspire to Be Hospitality Group, and I'm joined by my wife, Kimberly Alexa, and Justin Smith, both part of our executive and leadership team. We came from nothing. Now we own and operate 15 restaurants over six different unique brands and many more to come. We're doing over 40 million per year in revenue and we want to share how we did it with you. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to People Bring Profit. Here we are again, okay? So we are so focused right now on introducing ourselves truly, who we are. And it's important that we do that and, you know, who we personally are and what builds us. So today, on this episode, we're going to focus that on my beautiful wife, Kimberly Alexa here. I really want to get down to know who Kimberly is. So let's, let's teach this audience, show this audience what builds Kimberly. The house that built me, my heart just started beating like 100 miles per hour. Yeah, so. you do this all the time when we talk about your life. Because... I am. Kimberly is a small-town girl from Plum Grove, Texas, who was born not with a silver spoon in her mouth, but a dip of Copenhagen. So Uh, true. (laughs) Yes. And so I am who I am today because of where I came from, right? So I started off through a storm. My dad was killed, tragically, when I was five months old. My family, my mother got married after that, remarried, very abusive, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive stepfather for a few years, for the first five years of my life. After that, my mother started experiencing mental illness as the first 13 years of my life, became very familiar with mental illness and what that does to a family, and my mother committed suicide when I was 13. I remember that day, babe. Yeah. Eighth grade. Um, the beginning of my eighth grade year, right? 13 years old, or not yet, almost 13. Um, and mom committed suicide in a way that was very public. It wasn't something that we did in our lives. It was, it made the news. So as a young child at 13 years old, eighth grade, my life was an open book. So- I want to say this, and, and this is where people get to know who you really are. Justin, we in, in my episode, I told you how I knew Kim in eighth grade, and she sat right beside me. She didn't know I was, but I remember, and it was public. The whole school yeah. knew about her mother. And I remember she only missed, I don't even think you missed many days of school. Yeah. There and, but I remember when you walked into class for the first time, and I remember looking at you, and my eyes were just like at awe. Yeah. Because you walked in so strong, mm-hmm. like nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. You faced your storm and you ran through it, but you came in like nothing. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was in third grade thinking, if you lost your mother, how are you this strong? Mm-hmm. So that was an amazing moment for me, too. Yeah. Well, because living a life for the first 13 years of your life, you had to pers- be persistent and you had to find your own grit within yourself. Right. So that's where she gets the word. I walked in to, after the public announcement of my mother committing suicide, I walked into the classroom, and I didn't want to be any different than anybody else. So with that, I, wa- I pushed myself. Prior to my mother, she attempted suicide for several, several times. She was finally successful when I was 13. So at the age of 13, I made it— or 
few years before that, I made a decision to go live with my grandparents. And I had to make a choice uh, at that time. Where was the stability? Where was I going to have a place to lay my head? Where was I not going to be the, the neighborhood kid that just roamed from house to house trying to find a meal? I had family, but my grandmother that lives with us now, she was taking care of my mother, and so that engulfed her. And so my grandparents, my dad's mom said I could go live with them. And I had to make a decision at a very young age to where was I going to have stability, and that was the house. So my grandparents, my granny, Granny Stevenson, she had a lot to do with my push, too, because she didn't want to allow that to define me either. They were very militant. My grandfather had retired from two armed services, and so he was a pusher, too. And they took this young girl in, in their late 50s, early 60s, and they did the best they could with me. So that started my desire and my drive. And I remember very precisely that after I moved in with my grandma, my grandmother, she started me in churches. Now, take it, I have, God has always had a hand in my life. From a very early age, I got on the school and the church bus. The church would, mm-hmm. bus would come around in the neighborhood. Go. That was the only place you could go and get cookies and punch. Yeah. And so every Sunday, I thought that was an opportunity for me to go have punch and cookies in a place, a safe environment. So church had always been introduced to me. So when I moved in my grandmother, she was resilient about going to church on Sundays. So that's where I started. We started at a very older church, no youth group. There was like three or four youths. But that was something I had to do. And I just remember I watched a movie that was about the end times that scared the dog mess out of me. So I wanted to know what is was this about. That started my relationship with Jesus. I remember coming home in my bedroom where I was, got on my knees, and I just prayed, God, I don't have no stability. I have no parents. It's just me. I'm known as a warden of the state, and at that time, that was a big deal to me. And I just made a a commitment to God. If you will take care of me, Lord, I will always pay it back to you. And if you'll just guide me, you're the only thing I have. And so from that day forward, carrying through, He— He's always taken care of me. He's planted seeds in my heart. He's given me different desires for different things. What's amazing to me is, and and what you're sharing this is, people out there today are going to hear this. And you grab, you went to your Granny Stevenson for stability. Mm-hmm. You could have went the other way because you had freedom. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so a lot of people make those choices, and you give a lot of people those choices. Hey, can I be, you know? stability, you know, have to be in curfews, things like that, or I can do what I want. And you chose that in your life, that you went that way, and mm-hmm. that's what built you too. And yeah, because I didn't want to live outside structure. I knew that what that was. I knew what that felt like. Mm-hmm. And and there was no blessings in there yeah. and, and that road. I did not want to be that. So I chose Granny for structure. That's awesome. And, and you're, you're structured to, to, the, you to, know, this, to day. this day. That, that, is, that is who Kim is. So, <laughs> Thank you, Granny yeah. Stevenson. <laughs> I remember yeah. her quite well when we dated. Yeah, yeah. So um, went on to graduate high school, went to college. I was the first generation first in our, in our family to attend college. My grandparents didn't know anything about college, um, didn't have any parents to support me in college. I had a, a girlfriend at the time, and her parents wanted her to go to college. 
And um, I didn't even care what a college I was going to. Actually, I could have got into any of them. Um, but she wanted to go to SFA. So I'm like, okay, well, that sounds good to me. Let's just, how do I get there? And her parents were like, fill out this application, send it in. And when you get your acceptance letter, we'll, we'll go. Yeah. So I did it, got accepted to SFA. Didn't even know at the time my dad had attended Texas A&M. Yeah. I didn't find that out until I was in my 20s. Had I known, I probably would have went to A&M. Went to A&M. Giggum. Yes, giggum. <laughs> Anyway, she um, ended up meeting a little boy during the summer. Her mom did help us get a dorm room and arrange that. She went to college for the first week, and then she left. My grandparents dropped me off at the front door. They didn't know. I didn't even have a they meal plan. They decorate you. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. didn't have No, I had a bedspread and some curtains to put on the wall, thankful for that little girl's mom and, and a refrigerator. And yeah. then my grandparents dropped me off, but they didn't think about a meal plan. Planning. They didn't know anything about college. Um, so needless to stay, stayed there for a year. And Courtney wanted to be a nurse. So, hey, I was like, I don't I don't know about college. I've never been exposed to anything. I'll, I'll be a nurse too. I took care of my mom for a little while while she was living as best as I could. So that intrigued me. My grandfather wanted me to be a, a school teacher, but I went the nursing route because Courtney would. Courtney did. Anyway, Went on, got my bachelor's degree of nursing, and was a nurse for the first eight years Mm -hmm. of our married life. You had a desire to own your own business. I had a desire for you to own our own business. (laughs) (laughs) Structure. Yes. (laughs) And um, we set out and did our research and opened our first Quiznos. What I want to say, too, and this is—you're going to— you know, put all this in the picture, how we run the company. When Kim decided to be a nurse, you you made that choice before you went to SFA. What I know, what I go back and admire what you did was because you you knew you were going to be a nurse. So that first summer, you went and learned how to be like a a, a nurse tech. A CNA. A CNA. And that's where yeah. they like change bedpans and stuff, right? Yes. But you did that because you wanted to get the first step. Certified butt wiper. Yeah. So, but you wanted to learn that. And that's how you are. It's like, I'm always like, let's go do this. And you're like, well, let's start small. Yeah. Let's, le- let's take step by step. And that's what I remember you. And then you like even took an LVN course. Uh, yeah. To, uh, to, to start working. Fastest way to make money. Fast because you need to get a job and start making money. So you took those stair steps as you were still going to get your bachelor's degree in nursing. I, I, I didn't yeah. want you to miss that part because that's something that sticks in my brain with you. And this that's how you run this company. Training too. and development to the core. Exactly. Who she so is. The structure is there, but how are we going to get trains to get there? Now nah, it's how you're wired. Yeah, yeah. it's how I'm wired. Yeah. Hey, this is Chris. If you haven't already yet, go follow our Facebook and LinkedIn pages. Get to know us a little more outside this podcast and see what we do on a daily basis. Thank you again for listening, and let's get back to the show. And so, um, started our Quiznos. Yeah. Remember those days? The day before we opened, what stuck out in my mind, the day before we opened, we had our little VIP party, and we invited Virginia and her husband. Her, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin and Virginia. Alvin. Hope he listened to this one day. Give him a shout out. Yes. And we were nervous. We had spent every dime we had. Um, I had a little bit of money coming into the marriage just from 
collection of Social Security. The government took care of me because I was a warden of the state. Um, so I drew some Social Security. My mom had our—I drew off my mom and dad's Social Security. So we had a little bit of money, but we spent it all. And our, our most of it. To buy into this Quiznos. To buy into this Quiznos. And we were nervous. And I looked to Virginia, and I was just— ex- telling Miss Virginia, hey, well, I'm so nervous. You know, tomorrow's our opening day. And she told me something that has never left me, what I applied and everything I do. But she said, girl, as long as you put God in your business, your business ain't never going to fail. And so I'm That's like, exactly you know what? You are so right. Why didn't I think of that? I knew mm. this, but I didn't draw on that. Mm. You know, and that's what God's always done for for me. He's put that desire in my heart, and then He's just cultivated it as long as I listen. And so I listened to Miss Virginia, and I had faith in in, in the Lord and and in Miss Virginia and her statement. And we just we grew that um, Quiznos to one of the most successful Quiznoses Quiznoses in the chain. Yeah, it was like a line out the door. We opened. Yeah. Justin, we were like broke. We spent everything we had. And I had to quit work to go to training. Kim had to take some time off to help get this thing open. And just mm-hmm. we had a baby at, at two, or one at one at the time. One, yeah. And it was, it was. It, but you're right. I mean, there was a line out that door. Awesome. The first day, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. And so you even come home crying one night, and I'm like, oh no, suck it up, yeah. Buttercup. This is the life we've chosen. <laughs> Wait, let me go back to explain why I cried. Because you know, I came from a furniture business, and then I opened a first restaurant. And guys, get ready when you do this, because it's gonna be tough. Yeah. The line was out the door all day. I got there at six in the morning. The training crew cut bread all day. Came home at eleven o'clock at night. You came out there with the baby, and I had a little salad. I was crying. I was like, I can't do this. And you said, No, suck it up, Buttercup. We got a loan to pay. Yes, we do. <laughs> So Annalise. I, Annalise. I cried for like five days. And about the seventh day, I finally put a Superman cape on. But thank you for pushing me that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that created two Quiznos. And uh, I actually left nursing and operated the second Quiznos, grew our second son up in the back of the Quiznos. But I learned food costs. I learned labor costs. And I did that all on my own. Not, I didn't have the luxury of Google search. You know, at that time, really, it wasn't well known. I had the luxury of going to the library and just searching through the index cards and hoping the book that was on the shelf that I needed at the time. The coolest part was, you know, you'd get up, Go to your Quiznos, bring the baby. I go to my Quiznos, and yeah. we'd have our shirts on, and it was an awesome moment to be work side by side with your best friend and your wife. That she went and ran hers, and we were very competitive. She's like, "Hey, my food cost is better than yours." Or, "Oh yeah," he but would. my sales were always higher. Yeah, <laughs> I could totally well, see that. <laughs> demographics yeah. from Beaumont, Texas, Lumberton, Texas. Yeah, of we, course. We had a little, we had a little bit more trade area. Sales were yes, yeah. and I delivered those foods out. Just yeah, yeah, awesome. Whatever. Yeah. And so from that, we still toyed with the idea of, of going bigger. And so we reached out and to Buffalo Wild Wings to see if the territory was still available. And, of course, it wasn't. We were told it wasn't. But I immediately said, well, who hasn't? And we found out that the, owned it, the yep. guy that owned it. And I was like, okay, well, let me call him up and let me see if he'll let us take the territory over. And, of course, I made the phone call because— Throughout my life that I can pull on, no is just an obstacle. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's never finite. It's just an obstacle. So I wanted to, I wasn't taking no for an answer. So I called the guy up and asked him and I don't know how I reached him. I think we got, yeah, we, we got, we got through corporate, his phone number. And, yeah. But I mean, his secretary oh, yeah. just oh, yeah. buzzed me into him. I guess he was just happened to be in that day. But anyway, um, he said, no, he wasn't interested in selling us the territory, but he was interested in partnering. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not interested in that. So we went back to the drawing board and just, I knew by God just putting that template or that desire in my heart that where we're going to get that. And sure enough, we got the letter in the mail. I don't know if you remember that day, we went running. Hey, yeah. the territory is available. We opened our own for our first uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And so from that, I was still doing nursing. I never quit nursing. It either I went from operating a Quiznos back into the nursing field. And at that time, I just did PRN because that's where the money was at. And uh did PRN for a little while while you did the first Quiznos. Or first and, Buffaloes. Um, yeah, Buffaloes. Well, we had to buffaloes. because we sold the Quiznos, soke all our profit in the Buffaloes. For yeah. Me, so, and was kind of went broke again. So she went back to work. You had to start paying the bills again. Yeah, right? she, yeah. I wasn't yeah. making a salary running this Buffaloes because we weren't doing well in the first. Right. Yeah. And so I went back to nursing. And with that, I walked into the back office one day for Buffalo Wild Wings. And I'm like, hey, Chris, you know, just trying to find some systems, trying to find some assurance. And I wanted to know, hey, are we making money? Because all I could hear from him when he come home, I don't know if we're making money. So I heard that enough. Like, I want to know what what's going on. Where are we yeah. making money? What's our food cost? What's our labor cost? Where's our money going? And um, he was like, I don't know. I just paid all these bills. And this is the account. This is what I had in the checking account at the beginning of the month. This is what I had in the checking account in the month. So we made $5,000. Yeah, that's how it really was. (laughs) Where's our financial statements? You know, I've learned about these financial statements through Quiznos. And we used to have financial statements. So where where are those statements at? And he was like, I have no idea. And so I'm trying to run a store. You know? Yeah, and you were. You were running it very well, but the back of the house was, was just a, running itself. It was a mess. Yeah. And so I just jumped in there and just, in my own little world, figured things out. I and remember you pulled up a chair and says, well, I guess this is my job now. Yeah. And I mean, I learned how to do sales tax. I learned how to do quarterly payroll taxes and all that through reading and self-development. And that's what I tell my team to this day. It's not my responsibility to develop you. I'll provide you with the resources. I'll provide you with the know-how. I'll send you to the best conferences in the world. But at the end of the day, it falls on you to self-develop. That's right. And so through that journey, I just embraced self-development. And we went from one to two Buffalo Wild Wings into the 13, I mean, into the 15 stores we are today and and through the brands that we have developed today. And we've just kind of started our our name off for ourselves. And all along that journey, I was also having the desires of my own heart to create a family and to do that. And we have three biological children. Mm -hmm. And again, the Lord put a desire in my heart at a very early age because I pulled from me not having a home. I wanted to create a home for someone else. And the Lord put that desire in my heart for heart for adoption. And we were able to adopt exactly what we wanted was a blue-eyed, curly-haired little girl. And um, one of the best things outside of our three biological children that happened to us, and we're able to provide for all four of our kids. And it's just a blessing that we've able to build this business, bring 
Justin along with us and, and his wonderful family and all the, the people that work for us, how we're responsible for them and how we take that very seriously. And all of that is drafted and pulled from our experiences because if someone would have never given us a shot at a very young age, meaning my grandmother, if she would have never given me that opportunity in life to lay my head in a bedroom because she didn't have to do it, and who my granny Graham is today and what she provides to me as a single woman that has raised three girls through her own tragedies who've losing her husband, those women in my life just poured into me in such a way that I have such a strong desire to pour into our team members and our leaders of this company. And I just want everybody to be aspire to be more they are today than they were yesterday. And don't let your tragedies or your background circumstances define who you are. Allow that to catapult you into the future and into blessings. And I tell my kids to this day, you have a, there's a pathway in life. There's a road with blessings and then there's a road with tragedies that you just wallow with them, and you're, you're the cow, not the buffalo. And you just, as long as you run from it, it'll just keep engulfing you. But if you turn around and you face it and you figure out how to get through it, there's the other side, and there's rainbows on the other side of the storm. And that's the beautiful beautification of a rainbow. It's a promise. And, and that's what I want to always instill into our my family, to you, as my husband, to you as a business partner, that we are on a path as long as we continue to put God first, like Virginia said, to pour into awesome people in this this company. And I just challenge other people to do the same and to take the time. You're you're never—I hope people never get too big to take the time to pour into those that are younger, those that may be in a lower position, to just— bring them to the next level. Well, you know, I, I want to say this. It's a, it's so inspiring uh, that all of our stories that we have. And what's so cool, Kim, as long as I've known you, you've never, you know, it was a long time for our kids to really even know who you were. You know, you didn't share the negatives in life. You talked very positive about everything that you had. And as they got older, you shared some stuff to it. And you don't use that as a crutch. And that's what's so Today, that people are using using these things as, as crutches, these obstacles. You know, it's like, well, this happened in my life, and and you didn't let that determine who you were. You actually let that push you. You let that be the tidal wave that drove you what you want to be today. And your story can help so many other people. And all of our stories can help other people that are out there today that are really trying to do something special with their life. And you're able to do that just because what's happened to you in the past, that's the past. That's what's happened in the past. What you, you do, you what you want to do. Yeah. Because the decisions that all of us have had in the past, it wasn't our decision. Our, some of our choices that our family made or things that happened in the past was not our artists' choices. That was what they did, but it didn't define who we were. So, and what is cool, Kim and, and Justin, and what's cool about it, our company is Aspire to Be, is that we are, we love to give back. We, success to us is not really money. It's not financially. I mean, that's cool. It helps out a lot. Gets you, you know, get you live a little bit more comfortably. But success is what you do in the future with it. You know, and and what the one of the I think one of the most cool successful things is when people come ask for us for advice. You know, and want to know. What started, how'd you start your company? What taught you? What'd you do this? That means like when more people ask us that, we get it all the time. It's like, 
that means you're successful to me. So that's, that is so awesome. And one of the things you said, too, that really it is so you is not everything's going to be taught to you or given to you. you got to go out and want it. Now, we'll give you the opportunity. We'll send you the courses. We'll give you the great desk. We'll get you new computers. We'll get you all that stuff. But you got to want it, you know? And I like how you said that. You have this ability of the toughest things that we deal with, and we make things complicated for you in this company. I know we, we, <laughs> we do, but you just have this uncanning ability through all of the, the adversity and everything that you've ever gone through to just be that rock for our company where we can bring things that are super complicated to you and you can just make them super simple and give us direction and give us answers. And you, you wind up probably being that person more often than, than you'd even like to be, but you have, it just, um, it, it's an incredible, um, piece of our business. And, you know, Kim is someone that makes very, very hard decisions every single day and you, you lean on her. And, um, I go to you just because, you know, I know I'm going to get a grounded, honest, consistent version every single time. And I know that's just through, just your entire life, you've gained the experience to be able to be that rock and that person. So, um, you know, everybody has their story leading up to, you know, leadership isn't always out of a book or out of education. It's through just trial and error and adversary. And that, that path that you say you can go into, you always steer us to that path. And I know I need to go to that path, but you need people that are just sometimes an ear and they just make it short and simple and give you that direction back. So, um, that, that's Kim. Yeah, that is me. Well, Proverbs 14, 23, you know, you can just talk about it or you can walk it, you know? Um, so, uh, that's how we live our life. But, uh, thank you, Kim. Yeah. And, and outside of Proverbs, let me just say this, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you. And that's the foundation. Yes. And, um, to sum it up, man, we all three could pinch ourselves every day we walk in this office and just give it all to him because it, it, looking past in, in the back of our lives, you never would have thought we would have been here. And a lot of people still scratching it. How do they do that? Well, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to share that too. So, hey, thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Justin. And yeah. thank you for joining us. Again, Kim has a lot more to offer. Make comments in the sections. Um, reach out to us in any way, form, and go like our podcast. Subscribe to it because there's some more great stuff to come. Thank you so much, guys. 